Welcome to this episode of Creators Are Brands. This is the show that discovers how storytellers are building brands online. And I am your host, Tom Boyd. In this episode, we talk to Blake Michael, who is a creator and the chief evangelist of Lumanu. Yes, the platform that sponsors this show. And so when I saw his role at Lumanu, I thought that sounds like the perfect role for a creator. And I wanted to know more. So Blake goes into detail on this show how he got this role and how he thinks the industry will shift to hire more positions like this one and it will become the next big wave of how companies work with creators in this episode we also discuss how he was the youngest magician on youtube how he was one of the first people in the youtube partnership program why he became so passionate about being a creator as opposed to going the traditional film hollywood route his love for the startup ecosystem how lumano is focusing on putting more money in your pocket and taking the stress out of the business side of being a creator. Very meta, I know, a conversation with someone from the company that sponsors this show, but I thought it was a fantastic idea for a couple of reasons. One, I talk a lot about how we should be building relationships with brands, not just looking at them as one-off transactions. And that is what I'm doing in this conversation out loud as a podcast. And two, Lumano is a perfect example of a creator-centric company. By putting Blake in the position he is, that shows just how much they value the independent creator and their focus focus on providing solutions to help us all become better creators. So I hope this show can inspire other companies to think the same way. And three, I actually use Lumano and I tell my friends about it. And if you're a listener of this show, you are a friend. So definitely go check it out and enjoy this conversation with Blake Michael. If I were at a barbecue and I had to introduce myself to somebody very quickly and what I do, um, I would say that my name is Blake and I love being a creator, I love advocating for creators, and I'm also building in this creator economy, mm -hmm. helping creators thrive and succeed through some really dope tools. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. I, I think everyone has a different journey to, to get to that point where they like, like this idea of a creator, the independent creator, the person that's putting out stories and they're trying to build an audience. Like, How, how, how did you get into this world? Man, it's it's been a while, I feel like, and I can probably relate to a lot of creators in this in this way, but like I've been creating for such a long time. Um, but for me, it started when um, I started acting at a really young age. And that was sort of my way to express myself and put my art out there in the yep. world. And then very quickly, you know, I, I started getting some commercials and some prints. Things started getting really exciting. And around the age of seven years old, um, I became homeschooled and like went full time, right? Full time actor. Mm -hmm. um, but through that, you know, being an actor, you don't have the same kind of opportunity that singers or certain artists have where they can put their content online and be seen. In Hollywood, in traditional Hollywood at least, there's a lot of gatekeepers left and right. If you want to be an actor, you've got to please the producer. You've got to get an agent. You've got to get the callbacks. You've got to just be in the right place at the right time. And it doesn't necessarily matter how much talent you possess. And I, I know so many great actors who are so talented who never make it because of those gatekeepers. And the, re the, the reason I bring this up is, is as a creator, we're in a really unique environment where we can get discovered. We can have that means of distribution and we're not held back by the gatekeepers. And so from acting, I kind of started to explore filmmaking Hmm. where I could create the content, I could act in my own movies, I could submit them to film festivals, and I could kind of have that control um, in the distribution to get enough eyeballs on it, on it to make it meaningful. So 
that's sort of how I transitioned into creating. It started with the short films. Um, and then from there, I, I made a YouTube channel in 2008, which, which is a pretty long time ago when I look at it now. And um, a lot of people don't know this, but I was the, uh, the youngest like kid magician on YouTube. Let's go. I kid you not. <laughs> Let's go. I love it. So I was it. making magic videos way back then, right? Yeah. Um, so and, that's kind of how the, the creator thing started. And, and the, you, you, you talked about a word distribution too. And I, I think that's something, um, you know, I started in the music industry around the same as the same era where, you know, you, you were in, in acting and that was something that I saw too. And I think this is true, probably true for you. Probably even more true that um, by the time, like when you're like filming a video or, or in a movie, by the time it, the world sees it, it could be like two years, you know? So it's like, like uh, the, the process, it, it's hard to like um, feel like that creative loop of like creating something, having the world see it, creating something, having the world see it. And I think that's the beauty of being a creator where you can have an idea in 15 minutes, connect with thousands or millions of people. I love that. And get the instant feedback. Um, I mean, you talk about one or two years. That's exactly how long it would take. You know, when I was on my show, Dog with a Blog on Disney Channel, it would take you know two and a half, even up to three years before an episode would actually show to the public. Yeah. That was kind of due to the CGI they would do on the dog and all of like the kind of after effects stuff. But that's a really long time for the world to get to see you. And by the time they see you, you're practically a different artist. You're a different person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so like, th that's what I love about the world of a creator. Like each thing you put out, you're improving, you're learning and, and like better content is coming out. A lot of people say it's watered down. I believe creators are becoming better at their craft because of the, the ability to, to, to publish whenever they want. It's kind of like, you know, fail fast, right? The faster you can fail, the faster you can iterate and that lower barrier to entry um gets me really excited as well yeah. because you know now more than ever you can become a better artist because you're getting that direct line to your audience the direct feedback from the people watching your videos people who may or may not like you right and it's not always kind of surrounding yourself by the yes the yes man the yes people yes um you're gonna get some people <laughs> yes, yes. Giving you more constructive yes feedback the, the yes people. that you might not love <laughs> No, exactly. So you're so right. You're so right. And and I imagine um too I mean like so now you're you're working with a brand that I am working with and that's how we became connected. So there there's a little gap there. I'm I'm curious from from that point of making that YouTube channel and now being a a a um uh, working with Lumano uh, in in the capacity that you are. What 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 got you to this point now and and why are you so passionate about the creator economy? Yeah, you know, back in 2008, when I started making my YouTube channel, I discovered this brand program called the YouTube Partner Program. And it was the first time that YouTube was allowing monetization for creators. Yep. That was the very beginning of monetizing your videos. But back then it was in a beta and it was so exclusive to get in that program. Little YouTube history lesson for you. Um, yeah. It was really hard to get in the program. And I luckily figured out how to how to get it. I I. I tweaked my videos. I got the, the watch time right and everything. And they accepted me into the program. And what I realized is from a quick little Google trend search, so many people were trying to figure out how do I get partnered on YouTube? How can I monetize my, my brand and my channel? Mm -hmm. And so I wrote an ebook at the right age of like, I don't know, 11, 12 years old about how to get partnered on YouTube. And so it was from even that young age that I was advocating and trying to help creators succeed. 
And so that's sort of the root of... Yeah, that, that, that's, I before, did, that's before I, I, ebooks were were popular too like that wasn't like like nowadays like everyone that's part of their you know their 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 marketing strategy but that was way ahead of the time well man there, there were a lot of people making ebooks back then too um and there were affiliate opportunities where you could kind of sell other people's okay. books and so i kind of i kind of dabbled in that online online business making but so that's kind of what what got me to that advocating for creator standpoint fast forward many years right like i got my my movies and my TV shows, right? Kind of continued the acting thing. Um, but it was right around the age of 16 when I discovered this startup ecosystem mm-hmm. where people were collaborating and iterating and building um, at a pace that I had never seen before. And I was like, whoa, this is for me. I like these people, right? You could be radically honest with them. Um, you could pivot at the speed of light. And it was that fast paced environment that I was like, oh, this is really cool. And so I worked with a few startups, helping them with their marketing, helping them with their social strategy. And um, another another you know few years after that, I, I discovered Lumanu and I discovered what they were doing. And so that's how I kind of got introduced to that space. And uh, yeah, so that's that's sort of what, what brought me to Lumanu. So now you're working with Lumanu. Uh, JT Barnett connected with me with you guys a couple of months back and he's, uh, you know, you know, yeah. I, I'm like, yo, if he worked with them, I can trust them. And then I started working with the Lumano team, and they get the creator world. Like, they truly get like the the mission of the creator. The, uh, you know, and and it seems like the Lumano mission is like fully aligned with we want creators to thrive. Can you tell me a little bit more about like what attracted you to Lumano and and some of the exciting things that you guys have going on? Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, you know. Lumanu is really dedicated to helping creators thrive um, and, and they're on a mission in a way that I think not a, not a lot of other companies are kind of thinking in this way. Um, it's a creative first company, right? It's built by creators like me who really understand and empathize some of the challenges that creators <clears throat> like us face. And we're always improving. We're always getting better and better. And I think the key to that is actually listening and tuning into the very people who mm-hmm. use our product, the creators. And so part of my job is getting on calls every single day. I'm talking to creators all the time, understanding their challenges, understanding you know, what are some of the things that they're going through and how can they um, succeed? And so you know, over the next few weeks and months, we'll be rolling out a lot more features and services that will help creators take care of the boring stuff um, so that they can, you know, take care of what they do best. And that include things like getting paid faster and more easily, uh, knowing the full picture of how their business is doing, how to handle their, their taxes effortlessly, which is something that is kind of a, kind of a pain in the ass sometimes. Um, but, you know, all of this, it really, it really adds up to, as a creator, and for all the creators listening, it's, it's about more money in your pocket. Um, it's about less stress. It's about more time saved so you can go back to doing what you love and, you know, you can focus on living your best life. So that, that's really what, what we're all about. And I think um, encompassing that mindset of creator first, creator first is what we're all about. So we're like the business app for creators. Um, every creator should get on, on Lumanu, you know, have it in your back pocket, download the app because it, it definitely comes in handy and, and takes a lot of the stress out of, uh, out of the so business. So what are of some of the main 
thing the um uh, like the main functions of it like i i know the one off top for me is just like the ability to send an email or no a, an an invoice as like a one click uh i can just throw in the person the, the client's email and it just sends it to them and then they they i magically i get paid i get i get my bread <laughs> and it's a beautiful thing what are some of the other feature the specific features that you're excited about yeah so Invoicing, like you just described, super easy way to get paid fast and with zero fees. I think that's one of the biggest things is uh, most creators, at least what I've heard after speaking to so many of them, but um, we're all kind of used, used to using PayPal, which is sometimes um, a pain because they charge a processing fee. And we've heard of a lot of creators accounts getting locked up and frozen. Um, and that's always, that's no fun if you've got money that's supposed yeah. to be yours locked up in an account. But yeah, regular invoicing is great because it lets your client pay any way that they want and the money goes straight to your bank. And also early pay is is pretty much a game changer. So what early pay does, it gets you paid upfront for your work. So instead of having to wait that net 30, net 60, you know, that two, three months that it takes for the brand to pay you, Lumana will actually get you paid today and then follow up for the brand with the brand. Um, and if the brand never pays, it's it's not on you. It's not like a loan. Yeah. So it's instant money when you need it. And yeah, creators really love it because it you know it gives them the flexibility to, you know, uh, pay their bills, pay their assistant, pay maybe a, another freelancer or creator that they're working with. And and your official role with Lumano. So my my role at Lumano is called chief evangelist. It's not a term that people are uh, too familiar with, but. Uh, it, it got coined from this guy named Guy Kawasaki. And Guy Kawasaki used to be the chief evangelist of Apple um, back in the late 90s and early 2000s. And what, if anyone listening here has been around that long, um, what you might remember are those like Mac versus PC ads um, where it was like, hey, I'm a Mac, hey, I'm mm -hmm. a PC. But Guy Kawasaki was really responsible of creating for creating that cult-like following um, behind Apple mm. and really helping craft the brand and the messaging and the vision, um, of course, along with Steve Jobs, but I really admire what the work that he did there. So to break down what a chief evangelist does, it sits somewhere between product and marketing. It's really all about mm. starting with the people and then working backward to the technology. And so why I love what I do is because I get to kind of have my fingers in, in everything. I get to touch product and the technology and engineering. I get to talk to designers, to product marketing messengers, and of course, work hand in hand with our CEO, Tony. But it's it's kind of like a free agent role. Um, and it's really it exciting. It sounds like it's Every perfect for a different. creator. I'm just like, yo, that, that sounds like a great, that's why I asked. Cause I was like, I seem, I feel like I, I, feel, I like that role. I, I think, I feel like that's a cool role to be in at a company. If you have like the creative marketing mind that most creators have. Listen, Tom, I think this is the next big wave of creators really changing the landscape of not just the startup ecosystem, but companies worldwide. I think the next wave of creators is two things. It's helping other companies succeed, not even in a, in a posting capacity. I think of creators like founders in a lot of ways. They have so many parallels. Found, like they both like sacrifice. They've built audiences. They've built brands, products, even sometimes. And and the successful ones, Colin and Samir talk about this. He was like the the successful creators are more content strategists than they are creative people. 
they're they're more like they understand the ecosystem <laughs> they understand how to play the game instead of just like oh i have this like it's like this artistic expression i want to show it's like they understand the game they, and they're and they're here to freaking play it. and if you're a creator you know listening to this um and, and you're thinking about other ways to monetize your brand i think working with companies not just in the creator economy space like lumanu but other companies with marketing strategy and content strategy because that brain of yours that the experience you've had as a creator can translate so nicely into these companies yeah, so that's one area i think that i'm really excited about about creators getting more involved with the other one is actually venture capital which is the process of building startups raising capital and really being on the ground floor of the next ubers and you know uh square spaces or coinbases all these like really big companies i think there's a huge opportunity and we'll see in the next you know three to ten years more creators getting involved at the ground floor of these really high-tech companies that are high growth and looking for those go-to-market strategies yeah. a bunch of creators follow this podcast followers uh, creators with big audiences so what would your suggestion be like they probably are in these conversations with these startups that are very new one or two people how can they uh how could they start that conversation of like becoming this role at a, at a company that they really believe in yeah i would say the same kind of way that i got connected with lumanu it was a very organic natural connection i wasn't even looking for a job let alone a yeah. job like this and it started with a conversation between me and our ceo tony and that's just really vibing and having a lot of chemistry about where we where we see the world. And you know, he was asking me about my experiences as a creator and you know what what can we do here that integrates better into the creator environment. And that's really what helped us as a company pivot into a creator first ethos. Yep. So yeah, I'd I'd say maybe one good strategy for creators is like reach out to the brands you know and love. And instead of talking about brand sponsorships or endorsements, have maybe the next mm. level of conversation, which is you know, let's see how we can work together to, to leverage and elevate this brand to a whole new level, utilizing my experience and what I've learned in the creator uh, ecosystem. Yeah, that's actually a good point. That's, that's such a good point because they there's so much more that you can offer them than, than just, you know, selling a video or two, you know, or doing a couple one off. You could actually collaborate with them on, you know, a recurring monthly retainer yeah. or, you know, just work with them on strategy, how they work with, uh, you know, teams. And uh, yeah, that's actually a really good point. And we're seeing it already, right? Like TikTok has launched their their program for brands and companies to to hire those creators um, in a in different capacity, not necessarily yep. in posting. So I think we're going to see a lot, a lot more of that. I think that's yeah. really dope what they what they're doing. Cool. So so at Lumano now, I I actually do use it, and that's sort of my um, filter for like if if I'm going to do a brand collab, like is it something that I would actually tell a friend who I want to win to use this thing? And Lumano checks all those boxes. I'm curious. Are, are I don't know if you can discuss this. Is there going to be a potential Web three component? with Lumano in the future? And are you allowed to discuss that? Yeah, <laughs> I, I love this question. I love it. So I'm so excited because there's so much opportunity in the Web3 space for creators. And it, it's not really talked about a whole lot, at least in some of these like creator communities that I'm in. But what's about to happen is like the greatest shift of 
uh, new ways to monetize and connect with your audience like we've never seen before. And that's really going to happen in, in the Web3 ecosystem. And so Lumanu specifically, we actually just announced that we're um, adding abilities for creators to automatically get paid in crypto. So that's kind of our first step into the Web3 space, which is dope, right? Because if I work with a brand, I work with Harley Davidson or something like that, and they owe me some money, I can automatically say, okay, I want to get paid 70% in Ethereum, you know, 20% in, in Bitcoin, and maybe I'll take the 10% or the other way around to kind of build up, you know, yeah. my Bitcoin or, or whatever kind of wallets I have. But also not just that, um, I think there are many other ways that we can really, um, we can really get into the Web3 space and, and generally like very, very excited about the, where the world's going with Web3, especially um, where creators intersect with Web3. And it's just the beginning. Like this is Amazon in 1997. <laughs> this is so, so early for Web3. I know. I, I, it is. And I'll tell, you, I'll tell you how I think about it. Like, all right, and, and this might be, you might tell me, Tom, you're, you're sleeping on this. But my thing is, all right. I like I agree with you. like I look at it and I'm like yes this is where it's going but at the same time I the people that are crushing it in web3 are people that are using their audiences to pu push their web3 projects <laughs> so I'm like all right so my best way to crush it in web3 is to continue to build in web2 right now but keep my eyes open keep my eyes peeled for like where I can kind of you know merge these worlds uh, how do you think about that yeah, no, totally. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of noise in the space right now. So what I'm looking at is is the long term, is that ten year vision of, of what the world's looking like. There's a lot yeah. of noise right now, right? Um, there's a lot of scams. There's a lot of projects that are pretty shady. But I think once that noise clears, we're going to start to see a lot of companies coming out of the woodwork with really, really good morals and values and intentions to really help creators monetize in a brand new way. So when I think of Web3, I'm thinking beyond just NFTs. Um, tokenization is really what I have my eyes on. And what that means for anyone who's listening is the idea of um, putting monetary value to your brand mm -hmm. as a whole. Think of... Um, a stock or a company in the stock market having a value. You as a creator have an intrinsic value. You're getting brand deals. You're pushing out content. You are a gatekeeper of attention, which is one of the most valuable assets right now, right? It's more valuable <laughs> than oil practically. Well, maybe not at the moment, but, um, you know, tokenization is basically where you can allow your audience to buy a piece of you and grow with you. So imagine being able to buy a piece of Beyonce. Yep back in her early days and getting to kind of ride the wave and, of her growth and her success. Yep. That and would you be insane. Then essentially if you if you buy into her, you you're essentially you're invested in the, the upside. So you're gonna try to do everything you can to get her to win. You'll be sharing her content more. You'll be like, hey, like you'll be one of the people saying you got it like screaming it from the mountaintops. You've gotta you gotta listen to this person. I I agree. I think that there's a lot like there's a there's there's a lot of opportunity and and yeah it can kind of get your head spinning a little bit but it's definitely where it's like there are going to be the companies like just like any industry that starts there's opportunity like I see this in the food industry all the time you know all of a sudden people um there's there's a lot of people benefiting from cutting out gluten right this is my analogy right and then all of a sudden everyone else is like gluten free gluten free everything gluten -free. like and like they're they're kind of like just jumping on that train 
because they they're seeing like a quick money grab. But then eventually, over time, like the ones that actually care about their the 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 people that are buying their products, they're going to end up winning. And I think it's going to be the same in the in the Web three space. I don't know if that was the perfect analogy, but that's how I think about it. Uh, hey, listen, that's that's the first time I've heard someone compare <laughs> Web three to gluten allergies, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you do yeah. you, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll hit you different on this podcast. <laughs> Listen, man. I, no, it, it's exciting. It's exciting, and and I think the 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 key right now is yep. the barrier to entry. It's gonna take it's gonna take some time, but I think there's gonna be a few companies who are gonna deeply understand creators and how we work and how we operate and the challenges that we have, and are gonna kind of launch abilities to easily ease our audiences into these platforms um, and out of these mainstream platforms that, you know, we're kind of giving them all the attention. I think tokenization in Web3 is going to be able to take a creator who doesn't necessarily have hundreds of thousands or even tens of thousands of followers. All you really need is a hundred core supporters um, to make a living from them, um, to, to make a living yep. from what you love to do. And tokenization of Web3 is really going to enable that in a whole new way. It's like taking the Patreon model, but really allowing fans to invest in you, not just kind of get a signed autograph or, you know, maybe a Zoom call or something like that. It's going to be on a much deeper level. I agree with you. It's it's exciting. And, 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 um, you know, with that, I'm curious now, you said that you talk to a lot of creators when, when, when you're, um, you know, doing uh, you know, product research and, and just getting feedback for Lumano itself. I'm curious, like in the conversations, what is a quality, like with the su- most successful creators, what is a, a quality about them that you see that has nothing to do with the size of their audience that is a reason that they get paid more, right? Like, or like they're making more, like more from brands. Um, because because Lumano is very much about connecting creators and brands, helping them get paid. Is there a quality that you see that is like the most consistent that isn't just doesn't have to do with the, you know if all audiences are consistent? What what is that quality? Man, that's a good question. I would say the number one thing that the through line um, of the successful creators that that I meet who are just crushing it with brand deals, despite how large their audiences are. Um, it's about it's about listening um, and and perception. I think the ones that I meet who really ask the important questions and the right questions are the ones who are able to connect with those brands and and have a better outcome. Because ultimately, and kind of the, a big theme of this conversation for us right now is, has been um, the value that creators offer beyond just their audiences. Like as creator, if you're able to give your company, your brand, your client more than just eyeballs or more than just the audience. Um, and that could be, you know, strategy, content strategy and production ideas. Um, that's going to translate to a lot more, a lot more money um, as the output. So I think being a great listener and asking the right questions in order to kind of help the brand succeed, help the brand meet their goals. Um, ultimately we're, we're a, we're a yep. helper of, of that, right? As much as they're helping us, you know, maybe make a living or get that new car or reach our goals. It's really our job to service those clients and make it the best possible outcome. Because when you do that, you're going to keep getting those return clients. And one great example is like I was working with yep. Celsius, the energy drink. That was one of my favorite brand deals I did. 
And it started with me not even having the brand deal, but drinking the product, loving it, and just mm. posting a picture with it organically. And it started that conversation of us just talking back and forth and me asking about you know, what they're trying to achieve. And that led to not just an ongoing partnership and a brand deal, loved working with them, but I also got to produce content for them um, through yeah. my production you know, agency that I kind of do as a side hustle. And so it built that really good relationship and it all boiled down to um, really good. That's listening. such a great point. And I'm so happy you said that. That It's honestly, it's part of my, when I wrote the brand read for Lumano, uh, I, I include it in every, in every single one is that something we talk about a lot is that when you work with brands, we're not looking at it as a one-off transaction. We're looking at it as building a relationship. And a lot of people look at these brands, they slide slide into the DM, email, I'm like, hey, how much for a video? You know, <laughs> like, whoa, 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 Like, my thing is, like, get to know the brand. Um, You know, do, you know, like, get on a phone call. Just learn about them. Don't even talk about the brand deal. Just say, like, you know, find other ways to just help them win. And then naturally, this is what I see. Um, This even happened with Lumano, right? So, like, I connected with you guys uh, over email. Just, you know, got on, got on a quick call. You know, got to know everyone's mission, right? couple months later i i think maybe maybe uh you guys wanted to start getting into sponsoring podcasts They're like oh remember that guy tom he is a podcast that would be perfect for us and like the timing might not make sense in that initial interaction but you know it's all that's why it's important to just build the relationship and when it does make sense um you know then then, then you know hopefully you'll be top of mind if not like again it's still you're building the relationship yeah for sure what would you what would you say is sort of your your best strategy for for getting the attention of a brand so one it's thinking in terms of your brand as a brand um so what i do what i do um when i was kind of building bonus footage and creators or brands i brainstormed about the types of companies that like I could – this is how I saw it. I was like I pretended I was the face of these other brands without them even hiring me. So I was like, all right, if I was the fa- – yeah, yeah. So if I was the face it. of their brand, um, what yeah. – uh, it, 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 you could remove – like would it align? So I looked like, yeah, it would, it would align. Would it align? Would it make sense? And uh, so I would like take these companies that were like kind of like – and kind and think about the space of, of the company. So it's a lot of creator economy, like platform tools, stuff that helps and empower creators in some way, shape or form. And I was like, if they were to like literally just buy my brand, would it work as the face of their company? So I started to think about that. Um, and from like an organic place. So then I was like, also, also what would that character do? That character, that person um, would, uh, the whole mission is to get creators wins. Um, so if you're getting creators wins, then these, these platforms will, will, will be interested. So that was one to build the brand. So I knew that my positioning was strong. So I would get word of mouth because I understand word of mouth from the freelancing world where like you make one good thing for people um, and your positioning is strong. So instead of being a photographer, be a health and wellness photographer. So when someone th- says, yo, I need a photography yeah. session for my, um, for my, uh, uh, clothing line that's that's like um lululemon, lululemon. That, that, that's like the <laughs> obvious one right so someone's like i need a clothing line i, I need a i need a photographer uh, a photo shoot for lululemon boom you're top of mind because your positioning is i do i do photography for the health and wellness brands right so instead right. of just a general photographer so i wanted to be have that positioning so i could easily be shared word of mouth by fellow creators who already have brand deals and that's how it happened so all I'd say four out of five of like my my brand deals, my active ones right now, have came from 
word of mouth. Just other creators saying, you have to work with this guy. And that was my positioning. Build the brand so it was strong and clear about who I'm talking to. Uh, and then I build relationships with creators too. So I'm constantly um, just like, yo, let's get on a call. Let's get on a quick call. No expectations. Let's just learn more about each other's missions because I'm sure there'll be ways for us to connect and collab in the future. So uh, that, that, that's my main way of thinking about it. Um, and then here's another one that I do is follow them. Only follow the brands that you want to work with and casually interact with them. Don't interact with them on like a very needy basis. Like interact with them in a way that like you want to help them win. Just just respond to their, their Instagram stories. Instagram stories, engagement, and then get a little rapport there. And then maybe like a month or two in, send a voice note and say, hey, I would love to get on the phone with you guys and, and learn more about um, your mission and see if I could help you with any of the outcomes you're looking for. And just super casual. I think a lot of people when they reach out, it's very needy. Like, I need to work with you. I want, and like that, that pushes people away. Like, wait, why, why are you so it's putting up red flags now? You know? Uh, so that, that's my thing. Um, build it in like a more casual way and build a strong brand positioning so that when brands see you, they're like, that's the guy for us. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I went on a 10 I, I minute rant that. about that. <laughs> my bad. No, it's so, it's so important. I mean, there ultimately like there's another, there's a person on the other side of that email. There's a person running these campaigns um, and building relationships with those people is, is vital. Um, yeah, it's, it's so much more. And that's why too, like, if you've got like a copy paste kind of template that you're reaching out to people, I would highly recommend against that, right? Like get to know the person on the other side, um, utilize, you know, platforms like LinkedIn, you can actually get to know these, you know, by not being creepy, of course, but like get to know the people involved in the brands um, on a first name basis, develop an organic relationship with them because the, the brands that I've worked with that I've developed really strong bonds with have stuck with me. And even if they've left the companies, right? Like one person I knew at Celsius, such an amazing team, she left Celsius and you know, we're still staying in contact and figuring out ways that we can work together at her other yeah. company. Same goes with like the assistants, right? Yes. These or these interns are going to be bosses. Might not consider the key. They're going to be huge, man. So, like, I, I can even say that this one person who was a uh, an assistant writer on one of my TV shows, I got a call the other day for an audition, and she's the head writer. She's the showrunner yep. of a brand new show for like NBC, right? And so you should just always be so nice and gracious towards everybody because those people are gonna get a leg up right they're they're gonna make it um they're gonna make it one day too so relationships relationships everything. is everything i that's one of the biggest things I, I i i try to share too is that like the social media manager you're interacting with now is you know eventually like a couple years maybe they're they're moving up in the company maybe they went to another company have a higher role maybe they're building their own thing but all of these little actions like as years go on, like they get bigger in their, uh, you know, they, they get further in their career and so do you and, and more opportunities will come if you built that trust and that rapport with, with those people. And not from like a, and I'm not saying this from a transactional way, like, like a, I do it from like a very much like I, I want you to win regardless. You know, I like, it's not like, oh, I, I'm trying to game the system here. It's like you have to do this from a place of like serving and, and really wanting these – like make these make the people that you're collaborating look as best as they possibly can be. Have you, have you ever – I'm curious about this. Maybe this is like the next big creator product, but have you ever used a CRM, a customer relationship management tool to kind of like keep track of who you're talking to and, and who you're meeting? <laughs> 
Nah, man. I'm a I'm a very uh go by the gut guy. <laughs> <I'm> a, <laughs> okay. But it probably would help. It probably would help. Um, I, you know what I yeah. do do? I have an ongoing Notion doc, and anyone anyone okay. that I've uh that I have a strong like connection with that we've connected to DM me maybe and said, yo, I just love your work. We follow and have a quick interaction. I have a, an ongoing notion doc of creator contacts. And now because of my positioning in the space, a lot of brands are coming to me and saying, Hey, like we're looking for brand deals. Like a company that just did a Super Bowl ad was like, yo, can you, uh, like find me 10 creators that do this? And I just went through my list. I DM them. I got him 10 brand deals in a day. And like, I was just like, Oh, like that's where that comes in handy. I didn't know where that would come in handy, but I look good. I got, I got him creators. I got these creators paid all because I, 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 I was able to keep track. So yeah, I think that there might be something there. Is, is that what you're kind of talking about? Like that functionality for a creator? Yeah. Well, a hundred percent. I mean, sometimes it's easy to forget, you know, when you're, when you're pitching to brands, it might not have the best ring to it, but you're essentially, you know, it, it's a sales process, right? And you're kind of figuring out who's the qualified lead, you know, who, what kind of relationships you can develop and you move them down the pipeline. Um, and I hate sometimes thinking of it that um, logistically or that specifically, because I'd like to think that it's a very holistic kind of organic, natural process. Um, but sometimes it also helps to just keep track on your end and remember, you know, who you need to be following up on. Um, maybe there's someone who said, like you just you know, mentioned, maybe maybe now's not the time. Maybe it's three, it's four usually months from not. Now. And so following up with those people. Yeah, it's usually not because you know, like sometimes these companies are in between a campaign. They maybe don't have the budget right now. Um, they want to put that in the future. Like I, I actually tell people to assume that the it, it's it's not, and and be totally fine with it it not working out right now. Um, because you plant enough of these, you know, these seeds and, and build these relationships in three or four months, like all of a sudden they'll all start coming in for you and, and, uh, we'll be pushing them away. Uh, yeah, I, I love, it. I love it. I, I think it's so cool. Um, just the whole concept of it. And I really do appreciate, like, it's funny because like Luanu, it's, it's free, right? So like it's right. It's entirely free. I've never been charged for it unless like I got a free a, a free code. But like I'm like, why wouldn't you use it? <laughs> you know, it's like it's the obvious thing to use. Like it, it, it makes me feel more professional when I send it over. Um, I'm not. I'm, I, this isn't like when when I scheduled this interview with Blake. It wasn't to be a sales pitch. I'm, I'm I genuinely talk about this and <laughs> and 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 share and share this tool with creators. And like I I I, I just recommend it if you're charging brands. I even do some like consulting and strategy. I use Lumon even though it's not a brand deal. I'm just like it's just an easier way to invoice. Yeah. No. I, and I appreciate you know you spreading the love. I think that that means the world. It, you know you've got something really good when creators are recommending it to their creators friends like that's kind of that's the know, goal th the most important thing is that is building that trust that's the goal man and so yeah i mean everything on our platform is free early pay it charges a small fee we run some campaigns okay. with that all the time but you know, everything else it's completely free um and yeah i, I wish more you know more creators would check it out and go to lumanu.com and, and download our app because big big things are beautiful coming. and and what is and where can people find you if they want to go check out your content yeah, so you can just look up my name, Blake Michael. Um, I'm on Instagram, you know, IG, TikTok. I do it all. Amazing. Hey, I'm I'm excited to continue to build with you and continue to to create this podcast with Lumanu. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show.